Welcome to episode four of I Digress, a podcast about nothing. I'm Sydney Page, and today I'm going over a couple of interesting stories in the news recently. First of all, Internet Explorer is dead. Microsoft has decided to bury its over 25-year-old web browser in favor of its faster and more secure predecessor, Microsoft Edge. Explorer once controlled 95% of the browser market. When it started to lose popularity because of its bad security, Microsoft rebranded it as the browser you love to hate in 2012. Now it's just the browser everyone hates. This all seems redundant, seeing as people only use Google Chrome anymore. Chrome sits at 64% of the browser market, and Edge is at 4%. I remember when I was a little kid, I never knew what internet browser to use. Now, I don't think anybody really uses anything but Chrome. Do you remember Bing? (laughs) Isn't that just for pictures? Uh, No, Microsoft tried to challenge Google with Bing. I just aren't there's a whole bunch of different ones. World, World Wide Web was the first, uh, Firefox or whatever. Does anyone really know how to use all these different ones? Well, they don't have a market. Like you just Google it. You don't bang it. You don't Firefox it. <laughs> you just Google it. <laughs> you just Google it. I think Microsoft Microsoft should stop trying. Yeah, I. They think that if they get rid of Internet Explorer, people start using Microsoft Edge, but nobody uses anything but Google Chrome anymore. They're all the same, though. Yeah. Next story. On May 18th, around 9.30 a.m. in Houston, Texas, a man tried to break into Derek Lewis's car. Derek Lewis. You know, Derek Lewis, the six foot three, two hundred sixty pound heavyweight division mixed martial artist. Oh, that Derek Lewis. <laughs> so Lewis was returning from a workout when he caught the thief trying to break into his car with a screwdriver. A public information officer from the Houston Police Department said, Mr. Lewis says he went over to the suspect, struck him, placed him onto the ground until the police arrived. That's the nicest way of putting it. End quote. Lewis actually knocked the guy out cold, and the carjacker was taken to the hospital to be treated for injuries. Lewis, the Black Beast, is tied for the record of most knockout wins in UFC history, and somebody got the smart idea to try to steal his car. I feel like maybe all the problems we have in criminal justice can be solved by Derek Lewis. (laughs) I imagine when Derek Lewis found the guy, it went something like this. Yeah, I think if we just put a Derek Lewis in every city in America, we could solve all of our problems.
The Lego Black Market. French police have been investigating an international ring of toy thieves, specifically Legos. Recently, three suspects were caught taking boxes of Legos from a toy shop in France, intending to sell them in Poland. This has also happened in the U.S. An Oregon man was arrested for being suspected of stealing seventy-five hundred thousand dollars in so, sorry seven thousand five hundred dollars in Lego sets. This is because Lego sets come out in limited editions and become collector items very quickly. So there's a lot of money to be made there. French police and Lego specialists suspect there may even be an underground Lego black market, but so far there is no real evidence of this. Some limited editions in their original packaging can go for around $3,000 to $3,500. Well, I've got a solution. Why don't we just put all the Legos in Derek Lewis's truck? <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's a comic book black market. That is something I would be very interested in. I wonder why they're stealing the Legos. Because they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, I guess. Why are the Legos worth so much money? Because they come out in limited editions and become collector's items. It just... It's not drugs. It's not electronics. Not anything you would think would be worth money. People are stealing Legos. I wish they'd steal the Legos I step on. <laughs> a hot topic in the news lately has been the coronavirus. You may have heard of it. The what? The coronavirus. COVID-19. Must be something new. Well, over in India, people have discovered a way to fight off the virus. They have taken to covering themselves in cow poop and urine in the hope of boosting their immune system or covering from the virus. Wait, isn't India the world's hot spot right now? Yes, they are in the <laughs> middle of a health crisis. Cows are very sacred in India, representing life and earth in the Hindu faith. Hindus have used cow poop to clean their homes and for prayer rituals for centuries because they believe it has therapeutic and antiseptic properties. This, however, is not the case. You don't say. <laughs> there is no proof that this practice helps fight the coronavirus. Doctors worry that people gathering in groups to do this will continue to spread the virus, and the biggest worry is that this is going to cause certain diseases to spread from animals to humans. No proof it helps? <laughs> I think there's proof to the contrary. <laughs> You're spreading fecal bacteria all over your body. What do you think is going to happen? Some of the people that support it say even doctors show up and do it, so they think that that must mean it fights off the virus. Yeah, well, if I get sick, I'm not going to an Indian doctor. <laughs> um, also on the subject of the coronavirus, a man in South Korea thought up a great way to protect himself from it. At a family funeral, this man was given condolence money in cash by family, friends, and others. But the man was concerned about traces of the virus on the bills. He had heard before about people laundering money, so he decided to give that a try and rid the money of the virus. So he put an unspecified, though considerably large, amount of 50,000 won, 42 in U.S. dollars, into his washing machine. Many of them were damaged so bad no one can be sure exactly how much he lost, but the money... But the more undamaged ones were replaced by the Bank of Korea at half value. So in the end, he ended up with 23 million won, 
19320 in U.S. dollars. How does an adult man not know what money laundering is? <laughs> How can you anybody, even if they had heard that phrase before, think, I'm just going to put my money into my washing machine and get rid of the virus? It actually kind of makes sense. Money's filthy. Like all the hands exchanges... But he has you, seen paper get wet before, hasn't he? I suppose you could just spray it with Lysol. <laughs> I mean, I remember the scene in Breaking Bad when he had wet money and he put it into his dryer to make it dry. But anybody that's taken a piece of paper out in the rain before should know that paper can't get wet. Well, I wonder... I've never actually seen a wand, so... I wonder how good their paper is anyway. Like, I think the American dollar could survive that. I don't think it could. The dryer, maybe, but not the washing machine. We should test it. We should not test it. I would like to note that the South Koreans are the ones that came up with wearing masks, too. <laughs> During the lockdown, there's been a spike in goodwill donations as people are spending more time at home and realizing they have a lot of junk they want to get rid of. The problem is, that's what most of this stuff is, junk. People are donating trash, defective or worn out items that belong in a dumpster, not a thrift store. The problem with these, this is these donations are a hassle to dispose of and they magnify Goodwill's garbage disposal costs. The stores need to spend a lot of time and staffing hours to process them, so it ends up costing the stores more than it helps them. These trash expenses can divert money away from other services the agencies could spend in their communities, like workforce development programs. Stores have also reported an influx of flammable and hazardous donations, including lead-acid batteries, which increase the store's cost because they must be disposed of by a waste removal company in an environmentally friendly way. Some people will even just go to Goodwill in the middle of the night when no one is there and drop off a ripped-up sofa. The thrift store then has to put this in their dumpster and they are charged for the extra weight. During the lockdown, People would drop off donations when the stores were closed, and by the time the donations were finally discovered, they would all be gross and moldy. I feel like this is even worse than when someone brings in a 10-year-old swimming pool to return it to Costco. Well, I think the problem here is we don't have a clear definition of junk. Because ultimately, whatever you take to Goodwill is something you don't want. And if you don't want it, it's therefore junk. Yes, but people have been inside thrift stores before. You can't bring in flashlights with leaky batteries. Have you ever heard the saying, one man's junk is another man's treasure? Okay, then take your junk to a junk store. There's a difference. There's a fine line, but there's a difference. I think this is on Goodwill. I think they need to staff someone out there 24-7. They do say that they do try to set guidelines for what can be donated, but they don't want to turn away people's donations because they worry then people will stop coming back. So they just take whatever is given to them and then throw it away, which costs a lot of money. It just seems like if you know your stuff is trash, put it in your garbage can, not in a donation pile. But isn't that your entire business model? 
taking stuff people don't want and trying to repurpose it and sell it. I think you got to take the good with the bad. Maybe. I always feel like when I would bring stuff to Goodwill, it's all trash. But compared to some of this crap, I realize my stuff isn't that bad. A species of fish scientists believe to have gone extinct with dinosaurs has been discovered alive in the Indian Ocean. Mongo Bay, a U.S.-based nonprofit conservation environmentalist, environmental science news platform, says a group of South African shark hunters recently found Letemuria chalumne. Nice job. <laughs> of the rare colacanth species in the West Indian Ocean off the coast of Madagascar. It was believed that these fish haven't been around for 420 million years, and now it turns out they're still alive. These things are huge. They weigh up to 90 kilograms. Even though they have been rediscovered, they are still very endangered, and marine biologists worry that they will go extinct again due to being captured by shark hunters and fishermen. Here's the problem. Everything I know about Madagascar, I learned from a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. <laughs> it's stuff like this that makes me think there could be even bigger, scarier stuff out in the ocean that we believe to be extinct, like megalodons or mermaids. Mm, yeah. Are mermaids that scary, though? The sirens are. The ones mm. that lure fishermen to their deaths. There's bad mermaids? Yeah. I never knew that. Everything I know about mermaids I learned from a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, I feel like this recent discovery is all one step closer to Jurassic Park, though. They're going to have to have a better name, though. That one's really hard to pronounce. Just think about it. They find these really old fish or animals out in the forest somewhere, they th get the smart idea to get dinosaur DNA. And what do you know? We're all being eaten by T-Rexes. Yeah, everything I know about dinosaurs I learned from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, What's the scientific name again? Latimeria chalumne. And do they have a common name for it? Big fish. Oh, wait, big no. Big fish? No, not big, big fish. Big fish? Not, That's the best they could do? Not big fish. Um, The four-legged fossil fish is what it's known as. That's terrible. <laughs> we need to name it right now. Do you think it really has legs? Describe it again. It's got four legs. It's called the four-legged fossil fish. It weighs up to 90 kilograms. Is it a fish or a reptile? It's a fish. It lives in the ocean. Why does it have legs? I don't know. I think a fish with legs is a discovery. Let's see. That doesn't look like legs. Those no. are just extra fins. It's a four-fin fossil fish. It is a scary-looking creature, though. It is really ugly. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to I Digress, a podcast about nothing. Episode 5 is out in two weeks.